0: Guys, well from blustery Salt Lake City, Utah, it's thank God I'm atheist. The podcast.
1: I'm Frank Feldman, and I'm Dan Beecher. And Dan, we've oh got my something to celebrate. You guys, some good it's news. It's for once. Oh yeah. Oh, that's it's not what our- I was talking about at all.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> I, okay.
1: Oh, there's an
0: election, and
1: Biden's going to be the guy. president. But no, you're right. But also, right. it's our birthday. It's our ninth Frank. anniversary of the start of the show.
0: Yeah, nine
1: years ago, Diane. That is 411 in podcast years. Yeah, it's 467 I, I episodes, is what it is.
0: Well, there's that too. <laughs> I just don't think how many podcasts are t- are
1: nine years old. Not that many. Not it's that n- many. I I, I, We're I remember. a good company. It's... There are there are some out there, and <laughs> it's yeah. So. Um, I was yeah, just so recalling
0: can... the other day uh, that you and I felt like we had been doing it for long enough that we thought we should go on a road trip through the south <laughs> just as a sort of stunt for the show. And that was like eight years ago.
1: Yeah, it was barely after the one year mark, if I remember we were, correctly. We were babies. We were, we were podcasting babies. babies. Is what we were. Yeah, we had like 50 listeners and we were like, let's go see them all. We had more than fifty. I know we did. But anyway, we had we had literally tens of tens of <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, anyway, we have so there's that. Congratulations, Dan. Congratulations, um, Frank. Yeah, uh, and congratulations to all of our listeners,
0: especially anyone who has stuck around for like the whole time. Oh You're insane. God.
1: Yeah, it's true. They're out there though. They um, are out there. And coming up on the show though, Dan. Um, uh, after we do all the, our normal shtick, our little thing with the news, yeah. Uh, on the second half of the show, we're going to be talking, um, about prophets. Uh, we, who, who made some bad going predictions this year to fucking gloat.
0: <laughs> we are going to take some time and we are going to wallow in their misery because, uh, it turns out Christian prophets, especially. <laughs> prophesying about
1: politics? Yeah. That don't go so good. Not very good at it. In fact, no. more likely than not wrong. Oh. Oh no, it, it's, Dan. It's so sad when the prophets uh I mean, most of the time they get it right. Most yeah. of the time, <laughs> for sure. Well, Dan, I've got something that I about the election. Oh, uh, okay, which, hit me. You know, feels like it was forever ago. <laughs> It, it, does. it does i don't know it, it does to me it, it like, doesn't it just, feel
0: over to me well, it feels yeah but
1: it feels like we've been in this this weird post-election thing for like so long now like, oh yeah it's just and we i mean last time
0: we were recording we didn't even know who the presumptive uh the president-elect was that's true yeah. so at least we know that now. Yeah,
1: we do, in spite um, of the and, uh, the the protestations of the other side. Yeah, and we know some things about where the votes um, sort of came from. And the, and, and the AP did an interesting little analysis about Trump voters and where sort of the the large the areas with sort of the largest level of support for Trump. Uh, in geographic ca- areas. Geographic so. areas. Okay. Um, what those uh, like counties? Um, how that went like um, strongly for Trump? Uh, they looked at 376 counties um, with uh, the highest number of new cases of COVID-19. Okay. And um, they found that the overwhelming majority, 93% of those counties went for Trump. (laughs) Well, yeah. I I mean, it shouldn't it's one of those things where it's not surprising, but it's good to know that it's actually like that you're not wrong in your opinion about like (laughs) what rural America is up to.
0: I mean, have you seen the maps? Like, (laughs) there's the uh, there's the electoral college map. If you pulled that right next to the coronavirus hotspots map, Uh, it's the same map.
1: Sadly, Dan, except for like New England and the Pacific Coast, the entire country is just red. With the state of Wisconsin had to create a new. I was gonna say they had to create a new color. <laughs> 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 they had to like create a new category for like, like like cases that they're above and beyond. Like it, it's not fair to only have them sort of be in the red with the rest of the country. They're so bad they have to like be beyond, right? Yeah beyond red cases um yeah. because you can't because right now you can't actually see where the worst places are because the whole thing is so fucking bad the 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 scale is isn't isn't hasn't kept up um uh, yeah. but anyway back to this thing um most of the most were rural counties like i s- said before um they were in montana the dakotas nebraska kansas iowa and wisconsin um I mean, it's not, again, it's not surprising. These are places that are, have been um, hesitant to adopt social distancing or mask wearing has been kind of not kind of frowned upon. Even Um, public health officials have been basically like unable to, to get these areas to, uh, to, to comply. Um, They, uh, they also looked at, Um, attitudes about like between, um, Republican and, you know, Trump voters and Democrat, Democratic, uh, Biden voters, um, on their attitudes about whether or not they think the pandemic is under control. Uh thirty-six percent of Trump voters described the pandemic as completely or mostly under control. <laughs> oh my god. And another forty seven percent said it was somewhat under control. So um, I <sighs> mean you add that up, that's uh eighty three percent of Trump voters who think that um it's some at least somewhat under control. Whereas wow. 82 percent of biden voters said the pandemic is not under control at all um correctly that is the correct answer
0: correctly identified (laughs) the not under controlness of the of the experience in our country the
1: pandemic was considered at least somewhat under control (laughs) In in states like Alabama, Missouri, Mississippi, Kentucky, Texas, Tennessee, and South Carolina, like seriously, like I'm pretty sure you look at that hotspot map, and that all of those states are in like the worst places. Yeah, it's Uh, uh, and the people. Well, okay, so not South Carolina. I misspoke on on that one. That that they're not in the worst um and tennessee but tennessee sure is yeah (laughs) kentucky sure is texas is still pretty bad um missouri mississippi mississippi is actually not doing well no mississippi is actually doing bad um so yeah it's (laughs) yeah it's just god how can they just be
0: ah because they believe here's the thing and what's funny is that what you've said so far has correlated a science fact to a political fact, mm-hmm. which you would think is nothing to do with what our show is about, because our show is about religion. But of course it's fucking what our show is about. Of course this is religious. Mm-hmm. These people are, like, forget their Christianity, which of course they all are. Mm-hmm. Their their real religion is this Trump cultism. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and they will believe that over those egghead scientists any day of the week, God, regardless of
1: how many of their family members are dead. It's uh, it, like it doesn't uh, it doesn't compute to them. Yeah, I know. The, the one bright spot in this whole thing uh, is uh, they also sort of looked at people's uh, attitudes about um, Fauci. OK. Um, it's over 70 percent of the country. Um, favorably views Fauci as being trustworthy and uh, and and giving good information about the pandemic. So that's interesting because that doesn't exactly jibe. Right. right. Currently with like, if they think it's under control, they clearly aren't listening to him. Right. Well, he's been effectively muzzled. Yeah. Basically and he's, there's nothing to listen to because he won't, because Trump won't let him talk. Yeah. And so like the, 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 their point, I, I guess they're trying to get at is just, there is some hope that maybe once Trump is no longer, you know, the leader of this country and Biden's in his place that, that somebody it's not necessarily going to be Biden who gets the other side to come along. Maybe it could be somebody like Fauci who's if, if he was like given a little bit more of a right, um, um, authority to speak. Yeah. yeah. So give,
0: give that man there a megaphone,
1: some hope, right? There was a tiny glimmer of hope in this thing, which yeah. otherwise it's just like, this thing is just going to continue to just roil through our, our society until we have are vaccinated against it so
0: ladies and gentlemen outside of these united states we're not doing okay just so <laughs> that you know it's not under control
1: There's... don't expect much from us for a while <laughs> there is literally nothing okay like right now like this is not going well my mental health is just like i'm barely holding on <laughs> oh my god it's, it is like... amazing
0: that you and I have any levity at all. It's just, we, we are we are extremely under duress. It's... The flag is flying upside down, kids. It's not okay. <laughs> Except that, again, the election, we did, that was, that was like at least a brief breath of fresh air. Yeah. And I'm going to keep talking about it. Okay. Uh, because... I'm taking us to you you talk about a correlation between voters for Trump and uh and COVID. I'm going to talk about voters for Trump correlating with religion. Because uh, uh we have our our exit polls. Uh-huh. We have our polling uh and it's not surprising. I'm not going to blow anybody's mind right now. What I'm going to tell you is the people that you think are voted for Donald Trump voted for Donald Trump. Uh, so mm, white yep. evangelicals, uh, according to Vote Cast, which, uh, which is I think AP's little thing, according to them, 82% of white evangelicals voted for Donald John Trump. Mm. Uh, yeah. which. There you go. Not surprising. Again, he's their real religion now. Um, According to the NEP, the National Election Pool exit polling, it was only 76%. So there's some discrepancy there, but boy, is it uh, It, exactly what we thought it would be. Um, And and very much actually in keeping with the results in 2016. Uh, Hmm. Trump got... got 47% of the Catholic vote, which is interesting considering that Biden is a Catholic, Uh, though the right has done an impressive job of making sure that all any religious person thinks about is babies being murdered. Uh, Because, boy, the one-issue voters in the world for abortion are impressive. But... Uh but you know that that means that Biden uh, effectively got half of the uh, of of the catholic vote. So great job catholic guy <laughs> getting a full half of your people's votes.
1: Yeah, but it anyway, also didn't feel like um you know it was actually after the I mean I knew Biden was catholic, right? But mm-hmm. it it was after the election somebody pointed out uh, that he's the second Catholic, yeah. uh, that, that I sort of realized, um, <clears throat> sort of, wow, that's, that's kind of crazy. Right. And then, and, and I actually kind of really thought about, you know, Biden's Catholicism. I hadn't really considered it prior to that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, what's amazing not, is not that actively thought
0: about it, you know, if, you know, if things were demographically normalized, mm-hmm a quarter of our presidents should be catholic
1: right yeah cuz
0: catholics make up about a quarter of our populace so yeah. you
1: you'd think but Well, they make up but yeah you know we've had two 66% of uh, the supreme court yeah they're they they
0: might be mildly overrepresented <laughs> in, in in the supreme court in the scotus uh unaffiliated americans the nuns the uh, the us the people who do not have a religion uh, or don't claim one, uh, you won't be surprised to learn favored Biden over Donald Trump, uh, 65% to 30, uh, hmm. according to NEP, and 72% to 26% according to VoteCast. Huh. So that's actually, you know, I, I suppose that's encouraging. 72%? Yeah. I You'd think it'd be better. Uh, some of you people went and voted for Trump and Ugh. you were wrong to do so. I you doubt listeners. it was
1: any of our listeners.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. We've probably scared, scared them off, off by the now Trump
1: voters, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean maybe maybe there's Trump voters that still would listen to us. Yeah. I don't know what they would be getting from us though. Right? They they'd be getting scolded is what they'd be getting cuz shame on you. <laughs> All right, well Dan, um yeah. There was an interesting development that has happened in the United Arab Emirates. Um, ah, the UAE. Uh, th- this is uh, the home of places such as, you know, Dubai. Dubai. And uh, the
0: the uh, the land, the the city just built from scratch because they knew that oil was going to dry up some at some point. And yeah. They needed another comm- another uh,
1: another industry. And it's a phenomenal skyline. You look at Dubai oh, skyline. The whole city's
0: astounding, you know. really. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I haven't been, and you don't see a lot of like street level shots of Dubai. Usually, it's usually the cameras pointed at you know the towers, right? Um, so it, it's hard to get a sense of like you know what life might really be like. It's either the beach or the skyline, right? Um, right. But um, the this the United Arab Emirates is actually a phenomenal they've done a phenomenal job of attracting expats to 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 move to uh, mm. to dubai or you know all of the air uae um expatriates outnumber citizens um by basically nine to one uh if you mean can- meaning non non-native people non-native people foreign coming to live there who don't get citizenship right yeah. um because I, I think that's one of the kind of strange things is it's extremely difficult if not impossible um to really get citizenship um and uh yeah nine to one they um some re- some reforms have happened and a lot of this is coming on the heels of this uh recent um a normalization of relations between the UAE and Israel that the mm. US helped broker uh, which which was actually relatively meaningless but
0: okay go on <laughs> it's it's not like they it's not like they were in a war or anything they weren't
1: at odds they were just grumpy <laughs> it's i mean it's it's maybe a little bit more significant than that i mean this is actually one of the the weird areas where people are kind of like well it might be the one thing trump did right his administration did um it's it's kind of a big deal to normalize relationships in the middle east with with israel right sure um it means that arabs and jews don't don't yeah. tend to get along yeah. well but anyway on on the heels of all of this the united arab emirates has announced um, a major overhaul of their very strict uh laws personal laws right um they're going to allow unmarried couples to go cohabitate oh um, they're they're not being stoned to death that's impressive <laughs> yeah indeed um they're also going to be loosening their alcohol uh, restrictions. Oh, and, wow. Um, they are criminalizing, um, you know, those, uh, honor killings, you know, what, wow. what, what you would, what they would call honor killings. Right. Not very honorable. um,
0: and this is nationwide. This isn't just because I know you can get a drink in Dubai. Yeah, but Dubai so, is like this sort of safe haven. Haven that's meant to be international. Yeah. and my understanding
1: is that the rest of the country was like, fuck no. Yeah. So liquor and beer has been available in bars and clubs, um, along sort of their in their coastal cities, right? The, the right. these luxurious uh, international destination type places, um, right. but people had to have a government-issued license to purchase, um, transport, or even just have alcohol in their homes. Um, And that's being done away with. So it's just going to be a little bit more open, or incredibly more open, because they're also uh, going to allow Muslims who could not get those state-issued licenses uh, in the past, they're going to be allowing them to be able to just drink alcoholic beverages freely wow um which is a huge deal uh they're they've been mute on whether there is any loosening of uh their uh laws about homosexuality cross-dressing or even simply just uh, good old pda um <laughs> but uh, because that has gotten you know foreigners into some trouble in the past Um, really just not understanding just how strict it is Um, and apparently they're also going to be allowing um, foreigners to avoid um, Sharia courts which that's nice
0: well amazing (laughs) Uh, you know progress marches forward as soon as they start to see you know how much money you can get by attracting people from outside of your your bubble uh things start changing, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: so there you go uh <clears throat> I'm gonna take us to Nashville, Tennessee where uh i it's a weird story, and I'm really not sure what my take is on this story, so I'm just gonna sort of tell it and uh and we can sort ourselves out as we go on yeah, there is a there there's a a little place uh, a little red brick building um in in Nashville. That in the early 1900s was formed as a Catholic school. That was uh, that was funded, uh, it, it was or founded rather by a, by a saint. I don't know which saint, um, but it was there for the education of black children in uh, in Jim Crow South. Hmm. So okay, <laughs> but by the early 2000s. The building had a slightly different usage, which is it had become a sex club, which oh. <laughs> I think is delightful. The menage club, oh. uh, uh, what I, you know, we have talked about delightful ways to use formerly uh, uh Churches religious and inst- whatnot, yeah. place institutions. yeah, and that sounds like a good way to do it. A little swingers club, have some fun. <laughs> uh, it has now st- it is now no longer that anymore mm. and has fallen and has gone back into the hands of the religious. <gasps> oh God, but is being used as a homeless shelter. Oh. um there is a big need for much more shelter a lot more shelters because because of covid nineteen. Mm. Uh they can't pack in as many people as they ah, as they that might makes sense, yeah. So they have to have a lot more shelters. Okay. And so there's an organization called Room Room in the Inn, which is like, you know, a reference to the the Jesus story, the birth story, the Christmas story, if you will. <laughs> uh but they're rewriting it apparently. Now there is room
1: at the inn. Yeah. They should have called it the the the, the stables or whatever, so the manger. After, you know, hosing the place down did they like do an exorcism like what did <laughs> well, they uh y- y- you're not far
0: off uh <laughs> there was uh, one of the one of the uh the people who worked for worked for the uh, the new mission Apparently, here's a quote uh, her name is rachel hester the more our staff sanded boards painted walls and told stories the more that building healed <laughs> so apparently it was a sick building. Uh, they uh there there was illness. There was there was uh the more They, they patched
1: glory holes. They <laughs> exactly <laughs> removed the more hooks the, from yeah, very exactly. str- strange and odd places. There were hooks everywhere. Painted painted away stains. <laughs> God.
0: And uh um, and eventually they got it. To, uh, up to suitable for the homeless. Oh
1: golly gee. Okay. Uh,
0: I you know it's funny because I want to I want I don't know I can't say anything bad about anyone housing homeless people. I think people experiencing homelessness uh, need housing. We're going into winter, so great if we you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I think a sex club is a great way to repurpose uh, a Christian entity, mm-hmm. but a homeless shelter is a great way to repurpose anything so yeah, yeah. you know yeah. I, I, i'd rather that we house the homeless absolutely but, uh, yeah. as long as yeah. they need shelter let's shelter them yeah All right. it's at least christians living up to some small
1: amount of their own creed so <laughs> i'm fine with that oh well dan interesting to segue away from that and okay. to, uh, segue to a, uh, a, uh, listicle of sorts, um, <laughs> that I, I, found that is a list of the 10 wealthiest pastors in America. Ooh. Um, and <clears throat> I don't even know if I want to hear this. It will just depress me. <laughs> um, the first couple on the list starting from 10, it's, uh, you know, nine, uh, not, not too interesting, not shock you numbers and also names I really didn't know. But number 8 on the list is Franklin Graham. Okay, sure. How much do you think Franklin Graham is worth?
0: Oh my god. this will... I don't know. I mean, he inherited his daddy's empire uh-huh. and his daddy built it up pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh are we talking about like a yearly amount or are we talking about sort it of just net, net worth? Net worth. Net worth. Uh I I'd say you know, Thirty million. I don't know. Not bad.
1: Twenty-five million. Okay. Um, it, it, it's it's hard. Like, it's sick in a world of billionaires and whatnot, where you look at somebody who's worth twenty-five million and and just be like, like, eh, I not that much money. That's all. <laughs> that's all. He's it, worth. that is kind of a that's all moment. I I mean I guess a little lower than I probably would have just because you said he was lower on the list. Yeah. Um, they don't really have a lot of details about exactly what he does with the money or anything. But the next guy on the list, Rick Warren. Have you ever heard that name, Rick? Oh, Warren? Oh yeah,
0: we know. We've we've, we've talked about have Rick Warren. Have we talked Warren. about Rick Warren? Saddleback sure. Church.
1: That sounds familiar to me. Um. Anyway, uh, it's uh the fifth largest mega church in America. How much do you think he's worth? Oh my God, I don't want him to be worth anything, but. <laughs> This is a guy
0: who, like, he's one of the ones who's had access to to Trump. He's one of the ones who's, ah, oh, God, yeah, he's probably worth fifty or something. I don't know.
1: He's worth twenty five million. Okay, so twenty. Okay, and guess what? He says that they only live on ten percent of their income, and that they donate <laughs> they donate the rest to charity. Um, well, so I hope that's okay. true. I hope that's true about him. He he, he does a reverse tithe. Yeah. Does, Yeah, keeps the
0: the ten and gives the ninety. That would be great. Yeah, I would be I would be very happy. More wealthy
1: people did that did something similar. Um, Yeah, we're gonna skip a few up to Joel Osteen. That's a name we know. We actually went and saw Joel Osteen do his little show here in Salt Lake City. We did. We gave him money, (laughs) like idiots. (laughs) Like fuck no. Uh, The Lakewood Church it's the largest Protestant church in America. Uh, His weekly attendance is 52,000 people. Ugh, Dan. He, yeah,
0: he has the old uh the old sports
1: arena. Yeah, exactly in, uh, down in, in, Houston. Sh- in um, Houston. he writes he's uh he writes books. He has a radio show, he has public speaking fees. Um the church collection uh generates about 55 million a year. How much do you think he's worth? Oh, I he's got to be worth over 50 million according to this
0: 40 million i yeah I, I i i'm guessing that's under i'm guessing he's worth more than that just because i've seen his like his compound that he lives at his mansion <laughs> ridiculous um, of course that's probably owned by the church that's the thing is that all of these guys it's an underestimation because the church's mm. own all the play- the places That's where they live true. all that stuff. Yeah.
1: No, you're you're probably right about that. Um, number 2 on the list is Pat Robertson, Dan. Oh, Patty boy. How much do you think Pat Robertson is worth? This is criminal. It's uh, it's, it's a lot of money. Cuz he, he
0: his his revenue like he owns the uh the 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 television network. Yeah. He owns so
1: much stuff. I don't I'm going to say 100 million. I don't know. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. 100 million dollars. This one makes me sick because he's so awful and disgusting, but of course he's number one on the list. Kenneth Copeland. Oh, my God. <laughs> How much do you think he's worth?
0: Okay. This is the guy oh. who, if you've seen, like, he's the guy that just recently has had some of the best moments with the COVID 19 he spat on COVID 19 oh, right. from his yep. pulpit he's uh he dipped his hand in oil and held it towards the camera right. so that anyone who touched their tv would be healed of COVID 19. uh he and he's old
1: school yeah See, he's uh, got a bunch of jets right yeah yeah um yeah the, i mean so okay let, let's uh the cope the kenneth copeland ministries is located on a 1,500-acre campus near Fort Worth. Um, (laughs) The grounds include a church as well as a private airstrip and hangar uh, for a $17.5 million jet and other aircraft. Um, He uh, lives apparently in a $6.3 million lakefront mansion funded by the church. Yeah. Um, the oh, there's the there's speculation that he's worth more than he is, uh, listed here. But yeah. what do you think, Dan? I mean, I mean, it's
0: so we know it's over a hundred, I'm gonna say 200,
1: 300, 300 million dollars. And there are reports that say it could be up to 750 million.
0: Ah, oh, you know, I it here's the thing. My my heart is almost warmed by the fact that there aren't any billionaires in the list. Like (laughs) that's that's how bad things are right now. Is that I'm actually feeling a little okay, like a little pleased that we don't have a billionaire
1: on the list. Oh my god! So much fucking money. It's just outrageous, horrible, horrible human being. Like Kenneth Copeland is like so transparently just a disgusting oh. human being
2: yeah how anybody well, could I'll follow tell him what. as a
1: spiritual leader is so beyond me the way that it works is the
0: prosperity gospel works real real good for the dude preaching it
1: yeah absolutely yep
0: all right well i am going to close us out with an interesting not again i'm not surprising anybody i'm not blowing any minds right now but a new study has come out Uh, It's a study produced by uh, a sociology professor, uh, Brandy Woodell. Uh, She's at Old Dominion University and Philip Schwadel. There's a lot of Dells there. Who's a sociology (laughs) professor from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And these guys, these kids, did a study uh, and discovered that, shockingly, uh, those who report uh, some form of same sex attraction uh-huh. were almost twice as likely to disaffiliate from their churches they were more almost double <laughs> almost twice as likely to leave their church
1: you uh, I, you have just the theme of this show is Dan doesn't surprise us. Dan, Dan fails to surprise us. Dan fails to surprise everybody. <laughs> yeah, wait until we start talking about the results
0: of everybody's uh, profit, profiting about our election. Again, nobody will be surprised. But yes, exactly. Um, the you know they basically their study included uh, lesbian, gay, bi, and bisexual. Ad- Emerging adults is what they called them. These are people ages eleven to thirty-four. Mm. Um, they didn't. They didn't have enough data for uh, other sexual minorities. Uh, but ap- according to this, yeah, apparently, when you find out that uh, you are a person whom God is, whom you're told God hates, yeah, kind of hate him back. I mean, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: It's one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Nobody is surprised by this, but it's almost more surprising how many people stay in the church. But Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's not that being gay. I don't think I don't actually think that it's about it's obviously not about hating God back. It's about being gay. I mean, and you can speak to this. You'll you'll tell me if I'm wrong here. But it seems to me that it's much more about suddenly you have a reason to question absolutely you, you have a compelling yeah. reason to say is
1: this really true at which well, point i i think it's it's also like this um well the church is so wrong about me right because it's it's when you come to accept it about yourself right that you go okay i'm done with this a they don't want me right yeah clearly um but b they're so completely wrong on this on on this topic of of sexuality and my sexuality and my who I'm you know attracted to and and it just um yeah it just pulls the curtain back well yeah and you're just like so what else are they completely fucking wrong about you either have
0: to deny your own obvious reality
1: Uh uh-huh
0: or you can realize that uh I'm true I know I'm real yeah So, something else has to give.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, I basically grew up with two uh, very opposing ideas in my head, right? I knew I was gay, right? And I sort of saw a future where I would, you know, be living as a gay man, right, Right. And then I also had this other thing where I, you know, I saw sort of my Mormon future and the two lived side by side for years. Yeah. And I, and it was, you know, and I, and I didn't like indulge too much in, in, in the gay one. Right. But I knew it was there. I knew that that, that was my reality. Totally. And then finally I just dropped the other one. Right. Yep. Like you have to pick at some point. You have to choose which one. Which one are you going to go do? Yeah. As soon as you accept it, truly accept it, and move on, the the whole religious upbringing thing. Just why would you hang on to it?
0: Well, I mean, it was the straw that broke my back, my camel's back, in terms of, and you know, and I'm I'm not I'm not gay at all, but you start to you know when you realize that you have gay friends and they wanted, you know, I had all these friends that wanted to remain in the church Mm. that were desperate to do so Mm. and then, but like, couldn't deny the reality of their situation. And once I realized, oh, that you know, I I had friends for whom it was such a desperate thing that they were suicidal about it. And I'm like, you don't get suicidal about something that isn't real. You know what I mean? Like, if Mm. you're did there, once I accepted that their gayness wasn't just weakness on their part or some sort of rebellion, it was like, oh, well, that's obviously true. Uh, this, The rest of this must be the bullshit part. Well, that's one hell of a rebellion. you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like rebelling. I'm going to go be attracted to a whole different group of people. <laughs> well if you kids at home have anything you'd like to say about this or any other subject please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com
1: is the address and the telephone number to leave us a voicemail message is 424-666-8442 we'd love to hear from you please stick around there's more show coming up Dan yes <laughs> um, Mark Taylor we haven't heard from him recently on the show Mark Taylor um, do you mean the uh, the firefighter or prophet <laughs> yeah I do the 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 nicely mustachioed <laughs> firefighter prophet the man
0: who looks like he forgot it wasn't the
1: 80s he got to the 80s and stopped yeah. well he, well he he opened his mouth this week and it's something that we we have to hear him say. Here's the thing. Uh he, we are going to talk about him a little later in the show and I had to find
0: audio to for us to use that wasn't uh the audio that we, you know the things that we're going to be talking about later in the show about pro- sort of how people were were prophesying about about the the election. So this is him prophesying n- about the future but this is this is a this is him just it's sour grapes it's sour grapes we'll listen
2: why do you think trump calls these guys names all the time because you're not dealing with humans most of the time you're, you're dealing with entities you're dealing with beings some of them aren't human but you're dealing with beings you have a body you know what i mean and it's like this is why he has no problems doing that you, you know what i mean well, exactly, exactly. But, but you got, and here's the other, oh, here's one more thing. Let me get into this right here real quick, if you don't mind, because it's just now hitting me. Yeah. You had a list of pastors out there that was made headlines, that was supporting Biden. They were pro-life pastors. We disagree on the pro-life or the pro-choice thing, but we're supporting Biden. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you something. Every Christian, every pastor out there that voted for Joe Biden last night, you have bought a curse upon yourself and your family, your children and your children's children down to the third and fourth generation and you need to repent. I don't care if you are pro-life, you cannot call yourself a Christian and call yourself a a Republican or or vote for Biden. You know what I mean? Or call yourself a Democrat, I mean, Or, or whatever it is. You call yourself a Democrat and a Christian, it doesn't matter. If you voted for the dark side, that's what you did. You are implementing the dark agenda, Satan's agenda, the kingdom of darkness. You are not supporting the kingdom of God. And if you cannot see that, You have, if you do not repent, judgment will fall upon you, I believe, and your family and your children's children down to the third and fourth generation.
1: God, this guy's God is a dick. (laughs) He's going Old Testament, baby. Yeah. Like, like cursing for generations? (laughs) (laughs) What what do my kids do? What do my great
0: grandkids do? They they might be total Trump supporters. You don't know. God, <laughs> that's rude. It's just a, it's a terrible system, is what it is.
1: Oh God, I love that I,
0: down to the fourth generation. That's such a an Old Testament pile yeah. of nonsense.
1: But oh, there you go. Oh God, you can't call yourself a Christian and call yourself a Democrat. You just, I mean, it's obvious that's, to him,
0: so it should be obvious to the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I what, mean. I mean,
1: I don't know why I'm like defending Christians of any, but I mean, come on, man. Like, well,
0: I mean, I don't know. I, it seems obvious to me which side of the aisle lines up with, you know, that one guy, what was his name? Jesus. You remember him? Right. Yeah. It does seem like he kept saying over and over and over Take care of the poor, mm-hmm. welcome the stranger,
1: feed yeah. the hungry, blah blah blah. It was kind of his message. It was like, kind
0: of his like whole big love deal. one
1: another, you know? <laughs> right?
0: Uh, which seems to be the opposite of what uh, the Republican Party of the current of of these United States is all about. But you know, that's just me. That's just my perspective on things. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, we had some folks write into us, uh, Nice. so we'll jump onto that. Stephen wrote in, hey, "Hello, Frank and Dan. Uh, I emailed the show previously to discuss that my parents had found out I listened to the podcast, and they told me I shouldn't be a strident atheist. Yada yada. I, oh. I don't know if this was a mistake, but I love that it, it reads. I will read it just as it came in. Yada yada yoda." <laughs> Uh, just I hope so, that's,
1: that's, that's
0: cute I think that's adorable I'm going with it uh, It just so happens I asked my father if he believed in Bigfoot One of my co-workers does It's a mess And he said no And commented it is similar to how people believe in religion I was stunned The man who raised me to be Christian Admitting to me he didn't really believe Between my hmm. two parents He always seemed like the more religious When I questioned the matter, he claimed there isn't a point to being out in non-belief and that it, meaning religion, sets a moral foundation. When it comes to indoctrination, I got off easy. My parents seemed to believe it but never cared too much. It is infuriating to me primarily because parents that don't know any better and use religion as a moral substitute to doing the hard work of really teaching kids about broader moral topics... I think my parents did a good job in general, in a general sense. But I had to work. I had to work to get on the right side of gay rights and feminism. Hmm. Learning about evolution was an uphill battle against Sunday school teaching as well. My parents seemed seem completely bought in to the idea that uh, that we should be gentle with religion out of respect. The problem, in my opinion, is that when you are gentle with a moral framework that's saturated with hate. It takes longer to advance beyond the baggage of the framework. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense to me, Stephen. I yeah. I think uh, I think I think it's sort of a standard thing for everybody to to want to to kind of get along and and you know be gentle with religion. And I get it. I mean, believe me. When you when you've lived as long as I have as an atheist, you. you and you you've rubbed some people the wrong way. You know what I mean? And then yeah. then they get grumpy and whatever and that doesn't do much good. <laughs> uh but but yeah, you're right. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of nastiness in in what they're calling morality uh in Christianity. So so yeah, I get I get not wanting to equate Christianity with morality. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Caitlin wrote into us hi Frank and Dan. I just wanted to email and say thank you again I wrote in about a year ago just saying how much TGIA was helping me get through some really hard times Hmm. I mentioned how you guys talking about uh, how we only get one life Helped me want to live mine and still does your guys encouragement truly means so much to me Uh, in the last email I mentioned how I wished that I could afford to become a patron So this time, I wanted to say that with you guys uh, playing in the background, I got into a PhD program this year and now receive a stipend that I am happy to contribute a portion of to TGIA every month. Well, congratulations on that. That is awesome. That is great. Uh, Caitlin says, I'm well on my way to becoming an evolutionary social psychologist and am so happy that uh, this is what I get to do with this part of my life.
1: Oh, That's wonderful. That's
0: great. I don't know what an evolutionary social psychologist is, but it sounds real real neat <laughs> So that's great. Thank you Dude, so much, wonderful. Caitlin um, I we have some some people to thank and we I, do Dan. I'm gonna start us off Oh, okay, uh, great. The, Richard gave us a one-time donation. So thank you very much. Uh, we'll call him uh, a, a Teacher Nice. And, uh, and another teacher, Gene, uh, also gave us a one-time donation with the instructions t- to say, Congratulations, Frank. Happy wedding.
1: Oh, thank you. And then we have uh, three new patrons on Patreon. Uh, these are people who went over to thankgodimatheist.com and clicked on the support tab and followed it on over. Um, and uh, we have two new teachers. We have Kay... And Wilco. Ooh. And we have a new priest, Balaz. Wow. Well, so, thank, uh, you, thank all. you. And what's actually kind of neat, and it's the first time I've seen this, is uh, two of these new patrons uh, are pledging in euros. Oh. So that's something that's possible. So. Um, that, that, you know. Think so about So, no excuses, one. you international listeners. <laughs> Your Just... currency might be available. <laughs> um, and, then, um, and then, as always, we have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Dennis. Dan. Hello yes hi <laughs> so we had an election yes we did biden is the president-elect as we currently speak he is yeah um... uh, bar- barring any
0: <laughs> outrageous shenanigans right there's just no way that trump can get that back exactly it's, uh it's, recount all you want uh yeah. nothing will happen you can't really stop it in the supreme court uh yeah. he is changing Everything over at the Pentagon, which is minorly worrisome, he's yeah, uh, like in the last months of his presidency, suddenly he's shaking up the entire uh, military, yeah, uh,
1: top brass. That's a little scary, yeah. So yeah, we'll it's, see. It's, <laughs> it's that's not that's not the 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 worst thing that could happen, though. I don't think you know, like, um, it's bad. It's bad. He's putting loyalists in, and and to what end? Who knows? But anyway,
0: yeah. um, There were. I I mean, the big hope is that he's literally just so so mad that he just wants to fire people, and so that's what he's doing.
1: Well, and let's let's remember, we're not talking about the generals, right? Right, being replaced. Right, right. we're talking about civilian, the political appointees, the political appointees, exactly. Um, And when
0: when you know. I've never credited Donald John Trump with an overabundance of planning. So it's not like I think there's something, there's some big, it's not, I'm no QAnon guy. I don't think that there's something in the works. It's just minorly nerve wracking.
1: That's all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But um, there were a lot of people who had um, big ideas about how this election was going to turn out. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we're specifically speaking about Christian prophets, or, oh. uh, who 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 were just. I mean, we played some of these clips on the show. They yeah, were we had absolutely we, convinced. Pat Robertson was certain these yeah. people were uh,
0: like. We've played some of them, and they know for they knew for a fact God, God told, told them.
1: them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> God spoke to them in whatever form He does that does that in their head, right? And they knew by God's word that that, that, that Trump was going to be reelected. Well, yeah. that didn't. How, how does how does that play out? Our boy did, Kenneth how, Copeland, oh, positive. God. He was absolutely
0: positive it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sat. I watched so many beautiful videos. Just, I, it's just so such a happy moment for me to watch videos of people. Just certain, they know what's going to happen, and it's going to be God coming in, and He is going to, uh, he, He's going to make sure that that uh, that Trump is the winner, mm-hmm. and then even after we all knew, a lot of them have not accepted it, uh, Paula White. <laughs> tweeted the Dewey defeats Truman uh, picture with Harry Truman holding up that newspaper. Oh, it's just it's just beautiful oh, watching golly. them melt down as their prophecies
1: don't come true. Well, and their like their grip on power, right? That yeah. their agenda is, will, will reign supreme. I mean, this is a m- huge major disappointment for them the thing that they always wanted they got in spades yeah right like they they got far they never could have hoped for a president that was going to give them as much as donald trump did oh yeah like he he seriously they would continue voting for him forever like, and half and of these ding-dongs had keys to the
0: white house These you know paula white <laughs> yeah. was in there all the time these people were walking yeah. in and out praying over him he'd make fun of them afterwards
1: yeah. i know totally using them like yeah using them as much as you know they were using him but... right
0: yeah exactly it's but yeah it was kind of astounding how many people were 100% willing now uh, you know our our boy pat robertson we mentioned him um <laughs> other people you know i literally like so many there's a you know um Mehta meta posted a, a video that someone had had put together um of all, just it it's kind of delightful it, it's a compilation of preachers and prophets. Oh, yeah. Being certain, you know, Mark Taylor's on there. Uh um oh, what's his name? Kenneth Copeland's on there. Mike Lindell, we've talked we we, mm. we we've had him uh we've played him before on the show. Okay. Um uh that Roth guy, what's his name? Some Philip Roth, I think, something Roth. Oh, okay. Uh, had I mean he has a show and he had so many people on his show just absolutely certain that, mm. you know, that this was going to happen. Sid Roth. That's his name. Sid Roth. Okay. Um, and just, just person after person. And he kept asking them the same question. Is Trump going to win this? And they all said, the Lord has told me, yes, Trump's going to win. <laughs> well, the backpedaling has commenced. The backbiting has commenced. Everybody's mm-hmm. just... Su- well, and here's the thing. You and I have talked about this plenty of times. Usually, prophets are not called to account. What happens right. is they make the prophecy. It's for a year and a half out in advance. And then they just never address it afterwards. It doesn't come to pass, and they never address it. Right. If it does come to pass, they will, they will be dining out on it they will never stop talking about it. Right. If if they get it right, they are just they are just going to bring it up constantly. They're so
1: it, it, it's almost like um they jinx themselves, right? Because it's like <laughs> because no, I'm serious, because they're so almost always wrong in their yeah. prophecies that it was predictable that if they're prophesying trump's going to be president that he's not going to be president right because again you don't like if it was just obvious right that that, like the donald trump had like some 75 percent approval rating right some crazy approval rating that would be the worst america would be an you couldn't live here right with that level of approval rating of donald trump um but you don't have to prophesy in that situation, right? right. Like you you're just you're okay, yeah, that's obvious. Shut up, right? So you kind of have to prophesy about the thing that is unlikely, right? right? Prophesying about the end of the world, prophesying about Donald Trump being reelected, right? <laughs> yeah. Like like you you, you, you kind of have to go for something that's a reach because again, it's prophecy is wishful thinking right right like it's always things that you Really 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 cross your fingers and hope for wishful want, right? Yeah It's yeah, but it's magic wishful thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah (laughs) because The God up in the sky spoke to you. It's like blowing out candles on a on a birthday cake And then like at a certain point. I mean, I wonder how many of these You know, like, you you have your Kenneth Copeland, who is deranged, and I'm convinced he probably um, does imagine voices in his head. Oh, sure. Um, Why not? Yeah. No, he does. That man seriously hears hears voices in his head. Um, But the rest of them... Oh, and Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor, I think, is crazy enough to to (laughs) think that he actually hears voices. Um, The rest of them, though... They know that it's the thing they have to say, and they're just saying it. Yeah, sure. They make up some stupid story that oh I dreamt a dream about Donald Trump being in and that's it, right? Yeah. Oh my god. It's just amazing though. I love
0: I love seeing them getting so like just messed up in their brains that they can't that like (laughs) now. You've got you've got guys like uh, Josh Bernstein, who's a, who's, I don't know, he's 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 a sort of mid level guy, but he went on a show and said he called for literally, uh, for Trump to institute the Insurrection Act and then send in military and literally have a uh, martial law. That's what he <laughs> just to stop. The counting of the ballots this is how desperate they were for their own for their own predictions to come true and there's a, like they just can't imagine it they cannot fathom it they're they're all out there praying I mean I've got a clip I, I saw a clip of Michelle Bachman just saying just going kind of nutty saying that you, America oh god she's praying on air smash the delusion father of joe biden as our president he is not would you take your iron rod and smash the strong delusion that nancy pelosi does have her house of representatives
1: i know i I watched that one it's she might get her wish about the senate sadly well yeah (laughs) but she ain't getting the one about nancy pelosi and donald Trump. no you know,
0: Paula White, she called in the uh she called in angels from Africa and from South America to make sure that Trump was going to win. She spoke in tongues to ensure victory for Donald Trump. If if anything's going to work, it's humana namana chamba. <laughs> but indeed, she has failed. I'm sorry. You failed, Paula. It didn't oh. work you have to turn in your key so close oh it's (laughs) i i just all i can say is i i don't like to revel in people's pain but these Mm. guys oh i am enjoying the schadenfreude of their failed
1: uh, specifically uh, for the preachers yeah yeah Yeah. no because they're i'm saying specifically yeah the congregants i feel really bad for to be honest
0: sure i don't want them yeah i mean they're they've been misled they've been mm-hmm. walked down a primrose path that yeah. is bullshit yeah but yeah the the prophets themselves <laughs> oh, fuck you <laughs> you you burnt that's uh i'm uh i i can't be happier there's a guy named kurt landry do you remember kurt landry no who's that he's a, yeah he's just one of them he's just okay a but, pastor okay uh, and he was sure, basically, he said, and he said it in the voice of God, speaking to we, we mere mortals. He said, son of man, do you think that I am going to allow my prophets who prophesied Trump's second term and prophesied all this goodness coming to this nation to be mocked by a mass media manipulation? Oh. Well, son of man... <laughs> yeah. It happened. <laughs> he uh, either your god is really ineffective at getting his uh his desires done on this earth, yeah. which doesn't speak well of your omnipotent god,
1: or y'all got it real real wrong. Yeah. Um Dan, yes? Um can we leave the listeners with some audio? Oh, I think we ought to. I think the, we had better. Do you know which one I'm 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 talking about? Kenneth Copeland. No, you, Kenneth oh, Copeland. Did you see the oh. one where he's like laughing about the results of the election? Yeah, I, I think that that's a delightful <laughs> place to to leave it to end our conversation. Absolutely. Oh. All right, so let's let's we'll we'll play that, and then um we'll we'll be back after that with uh, yeah. some final thoughts.
2: The Associated Press.
1: Said that Joe Biden is president. Ha 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 Yeah!
2: Yeah! ha. <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ha Whoa! Whoa, Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna be president. Mickey Mouse is gonna be king. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha
1: ha. <laughs> well, ha. From
0: that maniacal place, uh, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. If you have anything you'd like to uh, to ha 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 at us, please feel free to
1: write into us podcast at ThankGodImAtheist.com. dot com. Or leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. We'd love to hear your best (laughs) ha-ha-has. Yeah, yeah. tell us
0: what your prophecies are. (laughs) Uh, Go to the Facebook page if you want to. Facebook.com
1: slash TGI Atheist. And while you're on Facebook. Okay, sorry. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, uh, find us on Twitter at Atheist. Yeah. And you, and you know, if you like what you hear on the show, uh, please think about uh, becoming a supporter of the show. You can do that by going to our website, thinkgodimatheist.com, clicking on the support tab, and to be honest... You can also just go and uh, give us a nice review on whatever platform you listen to us on. Yes, indeed.
0: Uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot, Co- Hot Club for
1: the use of their music. And a big thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Bye bye. All
0: right. There we go.